0: Coming up on Studos America, the race for speaker of the House continues and continues and continues. We'll talk about the latest. I've got a brand new segment for you on why the bad things in our lives are totally not our own faults. They're, of course, Al Gore's. And I will break down the media's completely predictable 180 on Israel. It all starts in about a minute. Let me first tell you about Birch Gold. Last month, the G20 announced a plan to impose digital currencies and digital IDs on their respective populations. Central bank digital currencies essentially allow the government to track every purchase that you make. They can even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products or freeze or seize part of all of your money. You don't want this in your life. In essence, they enable the government to basically take more control over your finances. Concerned Americans are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. If you want physical assets held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, you too should call Birch Gold. Learn for yourself. Text STU to the number 989898. They will send you a free info kit on gold. The Easiest way to become a Birch Gold customer. Well, if you have an IRA or a 401K from a previous employer just gathering dust, Birch Gold can help you convert it into an IRA in gold and you don't even have to pay a penny out of pocket. Text STU to the number 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold. Then give them a call because if digital currency becomes a reality, it'll be nice to have some actual gold to fall back on. Check it out now. It's Birch Gold.
1: Stu does America.
0: Welcome to the program. I hope you had a very good weekend. We're going to start tonight by doing the Israel transformation. And there is a change. The change happens fast. You know, things change in an instant. Uh, and it is really interesting to watch it all happen even if it is completely predictable. It's sort of like a Fast and Furious movie. You know you know what's going to happen. Right At the end they're going to say family a bunch of times and a bunch of car crashes are going to happen. Uh, but still it's pretty fascinating to watch. Um, let's start here though with some actual good news. Uh, Be- Glenn Beck of course. Our own Glenn Beck announces the Nazarene Fund prepared to send its first flight into Israel and to rescue Americans. More are on their way. And Glenn posted this on the Twitters. Uh, Our first plane from Israel, full of Americans, is off the ground. What an honor to be able to work with the amazing audience to once again help those in need. Also spent some time painting Raoul Wallenberg from World War II. A long way to to go yet. A long way, but I think it's going to be a favorite. Uh, Glenn actually has uh, some oddly placed talents. Uh, no one can make any sense of it. I will say it was very fun to torture him last week because he had told me already that they were going to go save people. In Israel uh, before we were going on the radio and I just made sure to call him out for saying I wonder why you're not doing more here now of course he couldn't say anything because the mission was underway so he couldn't actually mention it and I knew he couldn't mention it so I just cornered him on the air and then tortured him for like 15 minutes it was a lot of fun I don't know if any of you heard it it was it was a lot of fun for me and you know it made me feel better about not doing anything myself which is of course very important by the way we did the Mercury One um, big gala here this uh, past weekend and uh, this was it's all designed so that you whenever you give money to Mercury One it doesn't go to overhead. It doesn't go to phone systems. It doesn't go to uh, building costs. That's all paid for by the gala. And then your donations that go to, let's say Israel, um, can go 100% to those organizations in Israel. So uh, if you'd like to give Mercury mercuryone.org is the place to go, Mercury uh, he Glenn, of course, not the only person who was doing stuff for people in Israel. Americans in particular, Ron DeSantis, uh, helped 260 Americans who fled Israel after attack um and it's pretty impressive. I mean, like DeSantis again, you know, I think right now we're in, you know, the dumbest season of all, which is primary season where everyone who likes Trump has to pretend they think DeSantis is bad for 6 months and everyone who likes DeSantis uh has to say that Trump is bad and Haley is bad and everyone else is bad. Like there's just this dumb thing that has to happen. It's like legally required for you to hate every other Republican when your guy is running. I don't know why we do that. I to me it's really stupid frankly, uh, but that is where we are. DeSantis is doing really good things when it comes to Israel. Of course, he's got a great record in Florida as well. We will see what happens uh, when it comes to the primaries. Uh, he's still, of course, trailing by a decent amount. Maybe we'll get into some of that a little bit later. The media has uh, a lot of uh, dark spots, has some bright spots, I guess, as well, because I, I just want people to ask the questions and try to hold these people to account. Like the Biden administration has done such a bad job on so many things when it comes to foreign affairs, You just like somebody to ask them something difficult. Now, of course, they'll get a Peter Doocy question every once in a while to Corinne Jean-Pierre in which she reads the answer and then falls asleep, I think, in the middle. I don't know what her normal practice is, but it's not not exactly impressive. She's just reading and dodging all the time. Uh, And most of the time, she can't even read the words that are on whatever she's reading. Um, Joe Biden obviously never takes a tough question from really anybody. Um, But Jake Sullivan was on um, with Jake Tapper, two Jakes. It was Jake on Jake violence here as we saw uh, Tapper asking about hostages because this is one of the biggest things that really isn't discussed. Yeah, you know, look, Everybody in America, at least most people, look at the situation in Israel and say, I cannot believe that happened to them. We need to do what we can. Uh, they need to be able to defend themselves, blah, 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 blah. Then there's someone like the media who are saying, well, well, Gaza, it's all the Gaza people you need to th- talk about. Don't worry about all those Jews that got murdered. What about the Gazans who, might, who elected Hamas? What happens to them? And it's, a, it's an interesting question as well, but at no point is there seemingly a discussion about, hey, what about all the American hostages and the Americans who were murdered? If nothing else, you should care about that, right? I mean, that's a very basic thing. Uh, Jake Tapper decided to ask a question about that. Is rescuing the hostages a priority at all? I mean, Israeli news media, like Haaretz, they say it doesn't seem like it at all. And and frankly, Jake, if my kids were being held hostage in Gaza, and as you know, there are Americans being held hostage in Gaza right now, Hmm. I'd want you you to send in the Navy SEALs. What's the conversation like in the White House? About the U.S. conducting any sort of operations in order to save Americans being held hostage in Gaza. Hmm. Well, the president has been very clear that he has no higher priority than getting oh. Americans back safe. Has Americans are being held hostage by Hamas. The Israelis Gaza are right bombing now. the crap out being of Gaza. And, and, Jake. I mean, it wh- wh- doesn't seem like saving the hostages are a priority at all right now. Hmm. Well, for President Biden, they are a priority. Uh, They're the highest possible priority, and he has sent hostage experts to coordinate and consult with the israeli government on hostage recovery efforts he's also made sure that our diplomats are in touch with third countries in the region to explore avenues for their safe release i have to be cautious about how much i can say <laughs> sure uh, you know it's interesting because this is like press hack move 101 heavily practiced by this white house corinne john pierre does it all the time if you have no good answer to a question if you are in a situation where you're being cornered into something that obviously is true and you don't wanna talk about that, what you say is the president has been very clear that, and then address a point about that topic that is unrelated to the question. Right. The president has been clear that uh, saving um, uh, saving hostages is really important. Well, the question was about why does it appear like they're not doing anything at all? Every other country is sending in planes and troops and special forces and doing all these other things. Why aren't we doing anything? Well, uh, the president's been very clear that uh, that we don't think uh, we want uh, Americans to be uh, taken hostage. Okay, that doesn't answer the question at all. Uh, You know, the fact that they do this over and over again and and maybe Sullivan's obviously I mean, look, he's got four brain cells. At least he's got to be smarter than KJP. But you can see the same strategy is there. She's going to look a lot dumber doing it. That's not a surprise. But still, it's the same exact thing. That's just another terrible KJP answer. He's just not reading it. He probably writes the ones for KJP. And then she goes out and blurts them out and mispronounces words and such. Um, So there you go. Um, That's what's going on. Now, of course, here in the United States, uh, you'd think uh, there's a process that goes on. And it's a process we talked about when all of this started. It's a process of a transformation. It's the Israel transformation we kind of talked about at the top of the show. When something happens, particularly with Israel, but it kind of happens with a lot of these conflicts, at the very beginning, what you get is real sympathy. I, I do think there was an outpouring of sympathy. Uh, there, was an out, there was an outrage uh, that you know was directed at Hamas for what they did. I mean, you come in and you rape a bunch of people, you murder a bunch of people, you kill a bunch of babies. In most contexts, outside of a Planned Parenthood office, that's really thought of as a negative. Um, but here, it's going to start twisting. And we talked about this at the very beginning. Even on day one, even when it feels like everyone is like pretty much united, even the media is coming out and saying, I can't believe these Hamas did this. This is terrible. And we said within a couple of weeks, this is going to change completely. It's going to go from sympathy for Israel to sympathy to Gaza. It's going to go from Israel being the victim to Israel being the bad guy over and over and over again. This is constantly repeated, most commonly with Israel over and over and over again. And we're seeing now. I mean, look, Hamas went in and murdered 1,000 people, 1,300 people, whatever the total was. I don't even know if we know the full total yet, frankly. We also have hundreds and hundreds of hostages that are stuck in Gaza right now. Um, so we know that's going on. Shouldn't the reaction be, hey, this was a terrible thing and they have to defend themselves? In addition to that, you wouldn't think you'd see mass protests in the United States on behalf of the people who voted for Hamas, and Hamas, of course, being the uh, terrorists who uh, executed these attacks. Well, uh, if you were in Seattle, you saw something different. Here is a a pro-Palestine march in Seattle uh, that happened over the weekend. Not a tiny one, boys and girls. Lots and lots and lots of people on the streets, again. It's one thing to say you support the the Palestinians in their cause in a calm moment uh, where this isn't going on, but when the government of the Palestinians, the elected government, decided to go in and murder 1,300 people, women, grandmothers, babies, rape them, do all these horrible things, You'd think this wouldn't be the time for a big parade, but hey, that's Seattle, right? Well, how about in Texas? Is it happening in Texas, like down the street from where I am right now? Guess what? Yes, it was. Here it is, this is in Dallas. Look at the size of this. This is Dallas, Texas, in support of Palestinian liberation. Now, of course, they were already liberated uh, from this region. Israel stupidly left it years and years and years ago, and yet all these people are out there screaming for this, not on a day after you know Israel has even attacked, uh, right? They haven't even started. I mean, yes, they've been bombing, but they haven't even started the ground uh, war yet. That's coming soon to a theater of war near you. Now, there are a lot of people out there that are gonna go really, really far. You knew this was coming as well. You knew the squad would be there. Squad member Ilan Omar has been slammed for pushing misinformation. Her instinct was to try to blame the Israelis. Of course, that's her instincts. That's what she always does. She uh, reposted this. Child genocide in Palestine. 614 Palestinian children murdered by Israeli IOF forces. Um, There was a little context added to that. We blacked out the picture because I don't necessarily want you to see uh, dead babies, if I can can help it. But it says the photo is not from Gaza or Palestine. It's from the Sarin attack launched by Assad's forces uh, in 2013. Now, again, she's a congresswoman. Shouldn't there be any, should there be slightly higher standards than not even looking up where the photo came from? No, she doesn't care. Does she get blamed? No. Will anyone say anything to her? Not really. I mean, people like me will. Maybe people like you will. But no one in the Democratic Party will bother even for a second to try to correct her. And we are at this weird place where we are in that transition we talked about earlier. The we feel bad for Israelis to the Israelis are The bad guys, they're the ones that caused all this. They're the ones responsible for this violence. And whatever violence happens next uh, is going to be left on their shoulders. The media is already, already entirely focusing on the victims in Gaza. And look, there are victims in Gaza and there will be more victims in Gaza. And whose fault is that? Is that your fault? Is that some Republicans' fault? Is that Israel's fault? Some people would say yes. I would say no, it is not Israel's fault. It is the fault of Hamas. There's no way. I mean, look, Israel backed out of this region not because they thought um, it would prevent all future terrorist attacks. It was an attempt to give the Palestinians some level of uh, control over their uh, outcome. There were predictions at the time from the left that Uh, they would thrive, that they would come up with their own government, they would pick their own government, and finally Israel would be out of the way and they would thrive. And what's hilarious about this in a really, really dark and scary way is the exact opposite happened. It's essentially, what's fascinating about this is the left wing of Israel at the time decided they were going to try this crazy strategy, which had to appear to everyone to be a crazy strategy, right? These people have wanted, Hamas has wanted to kill Every Jew, it is in their charter, it says their dream is to to murder every Jewish person so that even the rocks will yell out and say, there is a Jew behind me. If there is a Jewish person hiding behind rocks, I mean, this is like a psychotic organization from day one. Everyone knew. And Israel was like, well, what if we just leave them alone? What happens then? A truly horrific decision. I mean, it is as if... They defund the police people, got control of of our country here. Uh, We've seen this happen in a couple of communities to really bad effect. But what if we were just like as a country like, "Ah, no, no more police. Let's see what happens. That's kind of what happened here. They just decided, hey, you know, let's just let Hamas have the run of this place. Now, to, to be fair to both sides. They didn't know Hamas was going to get elected. Um, And to be fair to the Palestinians, they haven't had a chance to revise their decision. Maybe they would have turned on Hamas in the past uh, 20 years. But of course, they decided to, as we all knew they would, uh, secure power by force. So there hasn't been any other election opportunities for them to be thrown out of office, and that is true. But still, they made the initial decision. It was not a good decision. Israel made a horrible decision by leaving this region. It was not a good decision. And when we talk about proportionate response, because that's going to be the new thing you're going to hear every 10 seconds, please think of this program every time you do, because it's I, it's a good promotional tool, because you're going to be hearing it constantly. Proportionate, proportionate response, proportionate response, proportionate response. And what's that supposed to be? What is a proportionate response? What's a proportionate response to having a thousand people be raped and murdered? Well, I guess the proportionate response was to be going and rape and murder a thousand people and kill a bunch of children. Well, Israel doesn't want to do that. They are going to bomb areas. And i got to be honest with you. Of course, it's going to get ugly. War is ugly. But any nation worth its salt is going to do what Israel is about to do. They're going to go in there and they're going to secure large swaths of that country. And honestly, if it gets ugly, they will keep going and they probably should keep going. As I've said, it is literally insane to have a group of people who elected Hamas as their government to be present in your city without any control. That is uh, not not sensible, not sensible then, not sensible now, obviously not sensible now. And you think about, well, what's the proportionate response? Now, let's ask another separate question that the media doesn't seem to be asking. What happened if Hamas and all of its members and all of its leadership just surrendered tomorrow? What would happen? This will be over. The Israelis don't want to kill innocent Palestinians. They do want to kill non-innocent Hamas members and they will go to any lengths to protect their own people, which is what you should do as a country. That is like basic number one. If we got when we got attacked on 9-11, you know, you could argue, hey, well, you guys went too far and you passed all these policies. And there's all sorts of things that you can question about that time. But the bottom line was we were not going to let a country stand that did that to us. Um, And of course, really, we did change all that until Joe Biden became president. That's a whole longer uh, story. Um, The intelligence failures need to be looked at in Israel, and that needs to be something that is seriously examined by the Israeli people after this. Uh, You know, certainly have a lot of positive things to say about Netanyahu, um, but there's obviously big flaws in their intelligence gathering system to have missed this. That's a major thing, and Netanyahu was not the guy in charge. He was critical of the pullout from Gaza back in the day, but that that mistake is incredibly punishing for the Israeli people. I mean, what, what they have gone through because of that one decision has been catastrophic and they must reverse it immediately immediately Um, we'll get into what joe biden said about that shockingly enough he does not agree with me on that particular point uh, but we'll get into his comments here in a little bit i am a little surprised at what happened to the me too movement you know when you can go in and rape a bunch of women and children and take them hostage and do god only knows what to these poor people you kind of wonder where are the people from the Me Too movement who were saying, number one, believe all women. They seem to be questioning everything Israeli women say. But secondarily, if you're going to um, be critical of a guy making um, off-color jokes at work, you'd think maybe rape would be something you'd stand up against too. You say rape culture all the time as if you're against it, but then you seem to be supporting the people who are perpetrating it on another nation on a bunch of innocent people, and a bunch of innocent women that you supposedly are supposed to believe all the time. What happened to this movement? What happened to the Me Too movement? It's all very, very confusing to me. I'm confused by all the statements from celebrities. I'm confused as to where they stand at this point. And I will leave you with this. Uh, This is from Ryan Long, the comedian who asked that same sort of question. What the hell is going on? If you're, an, if you're a, a, a public figure, if you're a celebrity today, where are you
2: supposed to stand? It's all very confusing. It's been a few days now, I still haven't weighed in on Israel-Palestine. I honestly don't know who to post. Usually it's easy, BLM, bang, Ukraine, bang, COVID, bang. Hey, did you do your Israel-Palestine post yet? I've never missed a stand. So who'd you go with? I look at my phone, I see a lot of Republicans supporting Israel, so I go, maybe stay away from that. Then I see a lot of the people we've been calling Nazis supporting Palestine. But then, get this, the people that we've been calling them Nazis with are happy Israel's getting attacked. Riddle me that. But there really is no easy answer here. Did you do your Israel-Palestine post yet? No. What What was your manager think of that? I'm retired. Oh, you don't have representation right now? Obviously, I was at the front lines of getting mad at Kanye West when he was doing the anti-Semitism stuff. So everyone was thanking me for standing up for the Jewish community. So naturally, I'm seeing this happen. I go, okay, we're back with the Jews again. I see Kylie Jenner post for Israel. I think, okay, the word's in. Then boom, she's getting killed on every angle. So it's not Israel. So I start doing a bit more research. I'm seeing queers for Palestine. And generally, you want to be on the side of the queers. If you look at the things, you're not going to get in trouble if you go with what the queers are saying. Then Mia Khalifa, who we obviously support, is posting with the queers. and She's getting fired from her job. The whole reason I'm posting this is to get in better standing with my job. And by the way, I started to see the Your Silence is Noted post popping up, so we're running out of f***ing time here. Uh, all
0: right, I want to tell you about the best wholesale land value in the state of Texas. This is never before offered prime te- uh, Texas acreage. It's available uh, this Saturday, October 21st. The new section, uh, grand opening of prime Texas properties at wholesale prices is going on. You get a brand new lake access barn dominium. That's my new favorite word, barn dominium. I didn't know that was even a thing. Uh, you can get access to one, though, uh, by, right by a lake. Uh, uh, you know, put all your finishes on, do all that stuff. Plus six acres, huh? $119,900, or three 10-acre Lakeview estates priced to sell in one day from only forty nine thousand nine hundred dollars there's limited availability don't miss out it's saturday october 21st that's this coming saturday you can own two plus acres of direct dockable lakefront on a trophy bass lake for only fifty nine thousand nine hundred dollars minutes to town for shopping and dining properties are serviced by gated entrance paved roads utilities and high-speed internet to work from home so you're not in the middle of nowhere even though you have a lot of those benefits multi-million dollar clubhouse equestrian center resort style pool exclusively for owners it's so cool seven 765-LAKE-NOW, 765-LAKE-NOW, new section, grand opening is happening on Saturday, October 21st. Buy directly from the developer and save thousands on October 21st. These properties are wholesale priced, ready to sell in one day. 765-LAKE-NOW, 765-525-3669, or online at TXLANDDEAL.COM, TXLANDDEAL.COM.
1: Would you support Israeli occupation of Gaza at this point? I think it'd be a big mistake. Look, what happened in Gaza, in my view, is Hamas and the extreme elements of Hamas don't represent all the Palestinian people. And uh, I think that uh, it would be a mistake uh, for Israel to occupy Gaza again, uh, Uh, but to going in and taking out- Good point. The extremists, the- the, uh, Hezbollah is up north,
0: but Hamas down south is a necessary requirement. First of all, how old is this guy? Is he 180? He can't even speak. He has no wind. Shouldn't you have some lung? How is he breathing? Honestly, the way he speaks, I don't even understand it. And it is not a big mistake for Israel uh, to occupy Gaza again. Uh, it it must happen it should be a requirement not a mistake it's obviously insane to leave uh, people who have elected hamas left to their own devices like that's just not the way this should work um of course the question immediately comes up and should come up you know joe are you sure are you sure you want to run again because you're terrible at this you do realize that not exactly the tone uh, that they used Uh, i think it was on 60 minutes but still everyone has that question and kind of it was asked at least
1: are you sure that you want to run again?
0: <laughs> yes,
1: because I'm sure. Look, when I ran, I said, the world's at an inflection point. The world's changing. Yeah. But we have an opportunity to make it. So imagine if we huh? were able to succeed huh? in getting the Middle East put in place where we have normalization of relations. I think we can do that. Uh, imagine what happens really? if we, in fact, unite all of Europe. And Putin is finally put down where he cannot cause the kind of trouble he's been
0: causing. We have enormous opportunities. I mean, how does this guy not realize how much worse things are since he got in control of it? Why would he give him another four years to mess it up even more? It makes no sense whatsoever. Can I imagine all of these things coming together under your leadership? Frankly, no. No. A lot of these things were coming together before you showed up. There were Arab countries making deals with Israel publicly. You had the, uh, the Abraham Accords. You had the uh, predictions of ultimate doom when they moved the embassy to Jerusalem. None of that played out. I mean, And then you come in, and now it's a catastrophe, just like everything else this guy touches, the economy, the border, Afghanistan, Ukraine, this. It's all a catastrophe. And what is this guy doing? What is Joe Biden doing now? Um, He's talking uh, about a ceasefire. Watch.
1: Certainly about 1,200 Israeli civilians were killed in the initial attack, but now Hamas fighters and Palestinian civilians are being killed in the counterattack. Is it time for a ceasefire? Look, there's a fundamental difference. Israel is going after a group of people who engage in barbarism that is as consequential as the Holocaust. And uh, so I think Israel has to respond. They have to go after Hamas. Now, Hamas is a bunch of cowards. They're hiding behind the civilians. They put their, all their, their their, headquarters where civilians are and buildings and the like. But to the extent that they can separate out and avoid, I'm confident the Israelis are going to do everything in their power to avoid the the killing of innocent civilians.
0: I right, look, is that the worst answer that a president has ever given? No, I mean, I'm glad he's at least pointing out the, the truth of the matter at some level. I mean, he's so, you see him screaming about MAGA Republicans, he's a totally different person. You know why? Because he cares about that. He cares about his own power. This is something he thinks he has to say. Uh, I don't know how much he cares about it, honestly. It doesn't seem like it, but he is saying occasionally some of the right things, and at least that's worth uh, noting. Um, but. He went on to talk about the Palestinian state. Do you believe that Hamas must be eliminated entirely?
1: Uh, Yes, I do. But there needs to be a Palestinian authority. There needs to be a, a path to a Palestinian state.
0: That Palestinian state and that path died the other day. Along with the other 12 or 1,300 victims in Israel, that Palestinian state died. It should die after that. You gave autonomy to people that went on, to, on up electing Hamas as their representative government. Like, there's no hab giving them a state. If they, you want a state so bad, ask Egypt for it. Ask Jordan for it. See if they give it to you. They don't seem to have any interest in you even being in their borders with or without a state. But of course, Israel's supposed to give into this. Look, they've been offered a state over and over and over again. They've rejected it. They've committed terrorist attacks because that was never good enough. It was never about a Palestinian state. This is a fever dream from people who want things to be true that are not true. And I wish it was true. I wish giving the Palestinians a state would make all of this stop, but it's not going to. It's going to go on forever. You have to completely eliminate Hamas and everyone tied to it and Honestly, you just can't have a haven for people who support Hamas inside your own borders. We would never stand for that. Uh, It's just insanity. It's insanity. Um, Now, we are doing a lot of things at once. I don't know if anyone's noticed this. So our support for Israel is a little bit questionable, considering we're just dumping tens of billion dollars, uh, billions of dollars into Ukraine every single time we can. Uh, he was asked, uh, Biden was asked as well, can you do both? Can you support Israel and Ukraine?
1: Are the wars in Israel and Ukraine more than the United States can take on at the no, same time? Where the United States of America, for God's sake. The most powerful nation in the history, not in the world, in the history of the world. Mm
0: -hmm. The history of the world. Mm -hmm.
1: We can take care of both of these and still maintain our overall international defense.
0: It's such a fascinating thing. You know, Mike Pence makes this point as well. Like, of course we can do both. And and like, there's part of that I kind of like. I kind of like the optimism. Of, of, of a president, or uh, you know, someone running for president, saying, "Look, we can do both of these things at the same time. We can chew and uh, we can watch. We can walk and chew gum at the same time. Of course, we can. We're the United States of America. But like, isn't the reality that we can't do either?" I mean, let's be honest about this. Isn't the actual reality of this situation that we can't seem to handle either one of these things? They're all too big for us at this point. There was a time in which this country could do this, but the time when Joe Biden is running the country is not that time. It is, a, it is a long, foregone uh, era. It's way in the past, many fortnights ago, when, when Joe Biden was only like, I don't know, 60, Uh, Way, 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 way back then, maybe we could handle a couple of fronts on a war. We can't even we can't even handle our own border. What do you mean we can handle two things at once? We can't handle anything at once, at least since this guy got into office. Biden administration is seeking emergency aid package for both Israel and Ukraine. And what the you know, the dark part of this is they want their Ukraine money so badly they're willing to put. Israel up as essentially a bounty. Hey, if you really, really want Israel, you're going to have to pay the bounty with Ukraine money. And that's going to make this very, very complicated. Uh, U.S. Uh, and Israelis are discussing a potential Biden visit to Israel. Would they want him there, though? Would you want him there? Do you want him to maybe go on a nice vacation to an island somewhere and stay there for the rest of his days? That's kind of where I am. I mean, Bermuda is beautiful. I don't know if they want him either, but get a nice vacation home, stay over there, let someone else run the country because you're terrible at it. Americans favor uh, continued support of Israel, but they still sour on Biden's performance overall. And after I've laid all this out, after we talked about the president's uh, record with foreign affairs, I want to show you what this poll says so you understand how badly this presidency is going. Guy Benson highlighted the individual issues. Let me give them to you. He has a 26% approval on immigration and border security. He has a 29% approval on inflation, 32% on gun violence, 33% on crime, 33% on Iran, 36% on the economy, 39% on climate change, 39% on abortion, and then 41% on Ukraine and Russia, and 41% on Israel and Hamas. Do you understand what I just said to you? His best issues are foreign affairs. That's where he ranks highest. The best part of his presidency is the whole world blowing up. That's who this president is. And in any sane world, he would have a 0% chance of reelection. The Democrats would be lusting to get him off the ticket. But yet here we are, He's still polling right there with Donald Trump or, honestly, almost any other nominee the Republicans can put up. It is a bizarre situation we have put ourselves in, and we just keep throwing crap at this job over and over again. I don't know if you've been through it yet, but buying or selling a home isn't exactly fun. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of stress. I mean, it can be profitable if you make uh, the buying and selling opportunities at the right time. Also, it can just be like your legacy, the place that you raise a family, that all your memories are. I mean, you know, look, don't you have that house from when you were a kid? You think back to that house that you lived at when you were really young and you remember all the little things you did for the first time, really playing football in the backyard and, you know, walking around town and doing all the things that you you did when you were a kid. That's part of all of this. You've got to find that right place, especially if you're raising a family with younger kids. You want to create that little memory for them, too. Well, Real Estate Agents I Trust can make, help you make that a reality. It pairs you up with the best agents in your town. So if you're moving from an area to an area you're unfamiliar with, or if you're just buying or selling a home in the same town, you need to have the best agent on both sides of that transaction. And realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to find that person. It kind of says it all, the name itself. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. realestateagentsitrust.com, a free service to you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Well, all of this is going on. We don't have a Speaker of the House kind of an issue. There's a temp uh, guy there, but really, generally speaking, we don't have an official Speaker of the House. We may have one tomorrow, though. House Speaker vote is slated for tomorrow, uh, says a Democratic representative. And it's going to be on uh, likely Jim Jordan is the guy that could possibly win here. Now, if Jordan doesn't get through, we'll get into that in just a second. But if Jordan doesn't get through all these scenarios are open. The longer this goes on, the more the real negative uh, the situation can happen. Remember, we laid this out at the very beginning. You have a chance of possibly marginally improving the situation here with Jim Jordan. Now, Jim Jordan, I think, is considerably better than McCarthy as a congressman, but that's not how you have to judge this jo- this this job. You have to judge it as to the situation Jordan's going to be in, which is going to be one where he only has the House. However, Probably if you're going to pick one guy to do an investigations in the House, it's going to be Jordan. So he's going to be super aggressive on this stuff. And, and that's what's really positive. So I think Jordan would move the ball in the right direction. You just took a lot of risk here to get that marginal gain. We'll see if it winds up being worth it, if they can get Jordan across the line. Now, some Republicans are in talk talks with Democrats uh, to get a speaker. Uh, on the other side. Thomas Massey has called on Republicans to resist deal-making with Democrats. We laid out these scenarios when all of this started. There's a situation, I mean, the worst-case scenario is someone from the left, right, that gets this and pulls over a few, uh, a few moderate Republicans, along with all the Democrats, to give you a really liberal nominee. Essentially, it would almost give control of the entire government to the Democrats. Now, Republicans would still have, theoretically, the votes to block some of the worst case scenarios, but it would be really, really bad if that were to happen. There's this mid-range plan, where maybe you get half Republicans and half of Democrats and leave off the far right and far left, and then you get someone who we will be much less happy with than even Kevin McCarthy. You have a situation where maybe they just pull a few Democrats in and you get someone like the, temp, uh, the, uh, the guy who's doing it now, the guy with the bow tie. I'm losing his, his, uh, his name off the top of my head, but uh, he could get pushed through. I could see that as a possibility or someone of that ilk who's very, very similar. Um, or you could get Jim Jordan. And look, I will say, pretty skeptical going into this that you'd actually get Jim Jordan. People forget because we like Jim Jordan, how much he's hated by a lot of people on the Republican side. He's, you know, back in the day, he was, he came in sort of under that Tea Party banner and he went after people. He was aggressive. He made people's lives a living hell at times, especially moderate Republicans. Those moderate Republicans, well, you might say, I don't care what they think. They need to vote for him now. So some of those people are still left and they don't like him very much and they don't want to go through this but they also don't want to go through the hassle of waiting forever to get a new speaker. And they don't want to risk a Democrat taking over. So there's a lot to consider here. And I will say the last 24 hours have been really, really, really good for Jim Jordan. He's got a shot here. Uh, and this is the first day I think I've really believed he actually had a shot to get across the finish line. Uh, those are good things. Axios is reporting that the, between 10 and 20, no votes existed as of last night. Now, That is way too many, he can only lose about four. However, we've seen today a lot of Scalise loyalists come out and say, okay, we'll go with Jordan. The number has dropped from 10 to 20, down to about 7 now. So now you're really close. And if you can get the number to 7, you got to believe you can get the last few um, over over the hump. Uh, So I would think at this point the chances are pretty good that Jordan actually can get through. Whether it happens tomorrow or not is another thing. What kind of concessions Jordan has to give? I mean, he may have to give the same sort of concessions McCarthy gave, except to the moderates. So then a moderate representative can get him tossed out of the speakership next time. It's going to be a very complicated dance here. And Jim Jordan isn't known as the guy who does that. He's not known as the guy who can, you know, shake everybody's hand and make everybody feel good. He's known as a conservative firebrand who's going to go after the people who don't agree with him. If he can pull this off, this is a positive. I mean, I don't I think people will overstate how positive it is because of the structure of events surrounding it. But generally speaking, this would be a real positive and a a move in the right direction from McCarthy or Scalise or, God forbid, someone uh, like Hakeem Jeffrey. So hope and pray. Uh, this is a great time. If, you, if you're the type of person that calls their congressmen and says, hey, vote for Jim Jordan. If you don't know what their vote is, there's only a few of them that we don't know. Uh, give them a call. Say, hey, please support Jim Jordan. And let's get this across the finish line. So what would it be like if all of a sudden global medication supply chain of antibiotics just disappeared before our eyes? We talked to uh, people over at Jace Medical uh, on the show last week, talked about that there's over 300 medications right now, 300 that are in short supply already. This is without a global economic catastrophe or something else that could go wrong. You know, look, India and China, have, they're supposed to worry about their own countries, right? And they're going to before they care about us, certainly, even if we have contracts with some of these companies over there to produce medications for us. And if all that stuff happens and you can't get a hold of antibiotics, basic stuff to get out bacterial illnesses, what do you do in that situation? Well, you probably have the Jace case. The Jace case from Jace Medical is a great way to supply yourself for the worst. It's a pack of five different courses of antibiotics that you can use to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses. And it's a great way to be ready for all sorts of shortages. It's a great way to be ready for traveling. Don't get caught unprepared. Go to JaceMedical.com and enter the code STU at checkout for a discount. Get the discount. Uh, Its promo code is STU. It's JaceMedical.com, J-A-S-E, medical.com. It's the Jace Case from Jace Medical. Back in my old show, we used to do a segment called 10 Things Actually Blamed on Global Warming and we'd have grouped them all together and they're always just completely ridiculous. And there's been thousands since then. So we decided to start that kind of back up again. Studa, stuff blamed on global warming. And we've got a couple of examples today. There are now going to be dog breeds, certain dog breeds suffering from climate change. That's right, and this one hits me hard because in that grouping is uh, the lovable, adorable pug Now that's, uh, what is that? I don't know uh, which one that is, but that's uh, a French bulldog, right? Yeah, I knew it was. One of those, you know, the little pushed in noses. If that happens, um, climate change is going to hurt them the most because they can't breathe. Now, I don't know if you've ever had one of these dogs. I've had uh, two of them, and they can't breathe anyway. Okay, they, they, they're they just snoring and snouting all the time. They don't have a great time with their breathing, so I don't know. I mean, of course, we're going to blame this on a 0.3 degree temperature rise instead of just the fact that their noses are pushed into their skulls. But that's the way this works. Um, another thing blamed on climate change. Yes, beer could be made to taste worse. Now, beer I don't think is particularly good tasting anyway. I mean, I've, I have had my share of it over the years, but... I don't think it's the greatest tasting thing in the world. And uh, now one thing that will actually make your beer taste worse, in my opinion, is heat. So this one actually kind of makes sense because if your beer is warm, it sucks. If you're in Great Britain right now, and you're like, oh, actually, I like my my beer warm. um, Well, you're wrong on that, just like you were wrong on uh, the whole uh, uh, English-British empire thing. Uh, So we're not gonna be part of that anymore, and I don't want you on any of your warm beer. Uh, Will it actually make beer taste worse? How would you even know? Um, Look, as long as they're supplying cans to Dylan Mulvaney, everything will be fine. And finally, we have this. uh, This is an amazing New York Times piece from Zeke Housefather. Now, Zeke Housefather is the head of climate research at the payments company Stripe, which for some reason has a head of climate research. They're processing visas during the day and studying climate science at night, apparently. Um, basically, the piece is a long bunch of I swear it's going to get worse than we ever told you before. The, the same crap you've been hearing forever that never seems to pan out. It does have a funny anecdote about how when we stopped using uh, aerosols that the environmentalists wanted us to do, say, stop, got to stop using aerosols, got to have the Montreal po- Protocol. We've got to stop this right now. So we finally did stop doing that. And now they're saying that's one of the reasons global warming is getting worse. That's kind of funny. But also, I just love this uh, this. <laughs> his description of the data. Does this sound like science? He says the data is staggering, unnerving, mind-boggling, and absolutely gobsmackingly bananas. That is an actual quote from a climate scientist, albeit from a credit card payment company. Sometimes I can't come up with better examples as to why you should join Blaze TV than just watching mainstream media coverage because you watch their coverage of Israel and it's totally different than what you're getting from places like Blaze TV. It's important to get all the perspectives from the conservative side and understand what they are, but also to just see what the left is saying about this stuff and, and how fast things change. BlazeTV.com slash stew is the place to go. You can go to subscribe today. If you use the promo code Stu, you'll save 10 bucks. We'd appreciate it if you did it. If you can only, uh, you know, you don't, can't afford that right now, no worries, uh, just stick with us on YouTube or on podcasts. We would love having you there as well. We've got great shows lined up for you this week, and we will see you tomorrow.